أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين And welcome to the Scale of Wisdom podcast brought to you by the Batul Foundation. In this episode we are going to continue about our topic of imama or leadership in Islam. The first subsection for this episode speaks about the summoning of every nation with their imam. In the Holy Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, The day we shall summon every group of people with their imam. That is that on the day of judgment people will be organized in groups according to the people that they practically followed during their lives. Or of course if they were a leader then people will be organized behind them. And those leaders might be leaders of good or leaders towards good and also could be leaders towards bad. Imam Sadiq is reported to have said, When the day of judgment comes, an address will come from Allah the Exalted saying, Lo, whosoever accepts the leadership of an imam in the worldly abode should follow him wherever he takes him. Hence, those who were followed will disown their followers. In the original Arabic when it says hence those who were followed will disown their followers, the actual word is hina idhin, which means at that time. So when the call is made or when the address is made from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at that time the leaders will disown their followers. And this here is referring to the leaders of the paths of evil because for them not only will they have to bear the burden of their own actions but also the responsibility of leading so many people astray. So following people who are not rightly guided is something that bears no fruit whatsoever because that person will never stand up for their follower when it really matters which is on the day of judgment. So every Everybody has to be aware of who they're following or who they're leading as on the day of judgment both leaders and followers will be called to account. Followers who follow the wrong leaders will be at a loss and those leaders will abandon their followers due to the responsibility that is now on their neck. But of course there's no running away from that responsibility on the day of judgment. So this follows on nicely onto the next subsection which talks about the importance of knowing the Imam. The Holy Prophet is reported to have said, Whoever dies without knowing his Imam has died a pagan death or pre-Islamic death. In another tradition, the Holy Prophet is reported to have said, Whoever dies without having an Imam has died a pagan death or a pre-Islamic death. So it is important for a Muslim to recognize their Imam or to recognize the person who is leading them as they will be raised with those people on the Day of Judgment. Imam Hussain was asked how to attain the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He replied, it is for the people of every time to know their Imam, obedience to whom is mandatory. And we spoke about this in the previous episode concerning the ahadith that said that it is not possible to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowing the Imam of your time. Imam Sadiq is reported to have said regarding Allah's verse and he who is given wisdom is certainly given an abundant good said it is obedience to Allah and knowing one's Imam. So wisdom is obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and knowing the Imam that you're supposed to follow and to be obedient to. This is wisdom because wisdom is that thing that guides you through the pitfalls and takes you towards the desired results. And that is done through obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and knowing your Imam and therefore obeying and following your Imam. Imam Sadiq is reported to have said, The Imam is a guide between Allah and his creation. Therefore, whoever acknowledges him is a believer and whoever rejects him is a disbeliever. So here again you see the importance of knowing and attesting to the Imam of your time as believing in the Imam makes you a believer and rejecting him makes you a disbeliever if you reject him while knowing his connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he is the guide of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the creation. And that is why you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Imam because he is the one who guides you towards that knowledge. 
In the last hadith for this section, Imam Sadiq is reported to have said, He who neither knows us nor rejects us is astray until he returns to the guidance that Allah has made incumbent upon him, that is the obligatory obedience to us. And if he dies in this deviation of his, Allah will do with him as he pleases. So in this hadith, Imam Sadiq does not give a certain judgment for those people that do not recognize the Imams of the Ahlul Bayt. But he does say that a person who doesn't recognize them is astray. That level of being astray can be at different levels. A person who is purposely astray has a different outcome to somebody who is not astray on purpose. Doesn't understand, for example, a person who doesn't accept the Imams but out of ignorance. Not out of lack of trying, but maybe they haven't understood who the Imams are. That judgment of what will happen to a person like that is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hands and all the other different situations that could occur. But the truth is that a person that does not follow the Imams is astray to a certain level. The next section is about the conditions of Imama and the qualifications of the Imam. This is a very deep and interesting section. It starts with two Quranic verses. The first is that and amongst them we appointed imams who guide the people by our command when they had been patient and had conviction in our signs. So in this verse there are two conditions and qualifications for an imam which is that they have to have had patience and be certain about the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the second verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Is he who guides to the truth worthier to be followed or he who guides not unless he is himself guided? What is the matter with you? In this verse, the qualification of the Imam is that he himself has to be guiding towards the truth because he knows the truth. Not that he has not got a complete picture of the truth so that he himself needs to be guided. No, an Imam is somebody who has understood the truth and is able to guide to the truth. In the first hadith, Imam Ali says, None can bear this responsibility, meaning the Imama, except those who are patient and have insight and knowledge of the circumstances of this issue. So a person cannot claim to be an imam divinely appointed from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without certain qualifications. Patience, as we can see both from the Quranic verse and this hadith, is a foundational qualification. But then also the insight and the knowledge of what imama involves are also qualifications that the imam needs to hold. In another hadith, Imam Ali alayhi salam is reported to have said, The Imam needs a wise heart, an expressive tongue, and a staunch soul in establishing the truth. So here, another three qualities are mentioned. Number one, the Imam has to be wise. Here, the word in Arabic is qalbin aqul. And so a wise heart does not fully grasp the meaning of this word. Aqul means something very, very intelligent. And the aql in Islam is defined as that thing by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worshipped and heaven is attained. So it is a heart that fully understands this, i.e. a heart that fully worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is such that it has attained heaven and knows how to attain heaven. This is a qalbin aqul. The Imam also needs an expressive tongue because he has to explain the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in such a way that the people can comprehend and understand according to the different levels. And not only that, the words of the Imam have to contain wisdom as such that that wisdom can be of benefit for generations. The Imam's wisdom and understanding is far greater than the words with which can be used to express those understandings. But the Imams can come as close as possible using language to express things. And he also has to be very determined in establishing the truth. In the next hadith, Imam Ali is reported to have said, 
One who appoints himself as a leader of the people must first begin by educating himself before educating others. He must discipline through his own behavior before disciplining with his tongue. So here is a general statement for any person who wants to lead. There are two things that a leader must bear in mind. If they want to educate other people, if they want to improve other people, they have to first educate themselves. You cannot be an empty bubble. Someone who is educating others without fully understanding knowledge yourself to the extent that is possible. Nobody can fully know. But a person shouldn't try to educate somebody without having understood for themselves that education or that thing that they want to teach. And the way of disciplining others and in this hadith, the same word ta'deeb is used as we spoke about in the episode of good manners. The Arabic word was ta'deeb or adab. If somebody wants to refine somebody else, that has to be through their own behavior before it is with words. Sometimes even when we're trying to discipline our own children, we might tell our children do this and do that. But if we ourselves have not inculcated those virtues and ideals, then our children, for example, are very quick to understand that their parents don't do that themselves. And so they don't take that as a serious lesson. This is the same for any type of leader. Anyone who wants to lead has to lead by example. It cannot just be words and lip service to those ideas and ideals. In the next hadith, Imam Ali is reported to have said, None can uphold the command of Allah, glory be to him, save one who can neither be bribed, nor does he give up, nor follows coveted desires. So again, there are three traits mentioned here. First of all, there should be no way to bribe the imam in any way or form whatsoever. Emotional bribery, bribery with money, any form of bribery will not work against an imam because he can't be bought. He is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nor does he give up. That is that an imam has that grit and that hard work to establish the truth and nor does he follow his desires. In the next hadith, Imam Ali salam is reported to have said, Among the definitions of custodianship of an imam whose obedience is obligatory is to know that he is immune from committing mistakes, errors, intentional wrongs and from all sins, petty and grave. He never makes mistakes or sin, and neither is he ever diverted from the issues that endanger the religion by any sort of diversion. He is the most knowledgeable of all people about what Allah has made lawful and unlawful, his obligations, recommendations and rulings. He stands needless of the entire world whilst they all need him, and he is the most generous and courageous of men. So in this hadith, we find the quality of infallibility. An imam must be infallible. In which way? In that he doesn't make mistakes, he doesn't make errors, he doesn't make intentional wrongs, and he doesn't make any kind of sin whatsoever. He is never diverted from those things that endanger the religion. He is always protecting religion. And he's also the most knowledgeable about what Allah has ordered in terms of what is lawful, unlawful, the obligations, the recommendations, the rulings. He is the most knowledgeable. And he stands needless of everybody whilst everybody needs him and of course he is the most generous and the most courageous so these are some more qualities that the imam has to have imam ali alayhi salam is also reported to have said you certainly know that he who is in charge of the honor the lives the booty the commandments and the leadership of the muslims must not be a miser as he would avidly crave their wealth nor an ignorant man as he would then mislead them with his ignorance nor crude in his manner for he would estrange them with his crudeness 
nor one who deals unjustly with the distributing of wealth, thus preferring one group over another, nor one who accepts bribes in his ruling, lest he forfeit people's rights and pass judgments without them, nor one to suspend recommended practices whereby he would ruin the community. So from the perspective of the duties and responsibilities that the Imam has, we understand some of the qualities that he must have. In the next hadith, Imam Hussain in his letter to the inhabitants of Kufa said, by my life, an imam is only one who rules by the book, a maintainer of justice, bound to the right religion, and controls himself for the sake of Allah. Imam al-Baqir explaining the traits of an imam said, He must be of legitimate birth and well-bred. He neither gets distracted, nor does he play. And in the last hadith, Imam al-Rida is reported to have said, describing an imam, thoroughly proficient with leadership and well-versed in politics. So these are some of the conditions and qualifications for the Imam as it has been mentioned in our riwayat. There are still a few more subsections on general Imama which we will continue in the next podcast.